Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
Once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. What you need is in the name of Jesus. God's got everything that you and I need. Let us bless his holy name. He is worthy. He is worthy. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is security in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. You may take your seats in the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What we need is in Jesus. Whatever you can think of that you need, understand that it is in Jesus. Anything that we try to get outside of Jesus has come from the evil one. 
For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we have been working on our most recent topic entitled Keep God Pleased. Keep God Pleased. That's our main responsibility as children of God. Keep God pleased. Because if you and I will keep God pleased, he will keep us pleased. Some of us think it's our responsibility to try to please ourselves. Absolutely wrong. It's our responsibility to please God, and he will please us. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So you and I don't really know how to get the desires of our heart uh, the right way. See, God knows how to give them to us once we have pleased him and we have delighted ourselves in him. We're looking at capital A in our outline. God likes his fullness. Keep in mind that God likes his fullness. We looked earlier today at Colossians 1 and 19. We're going to take a look today, this evening, at Ephesians chapter 4. A very special focus on verse 13. Ephesians chapter 4. Very special focus on verse 13. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Once again, God likes his fullness. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We praise you. We appreciate you this evening, Father, for everything that you have done, are doing, and are going to do. For we understand that you are perfect in all your ways. Even when we don't understand why you do a thing the way you do, we understand that you are perfect. You are without flaw. You are without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. It is our minds that need to catch up with your good, pleasing, and perfect will. We trust, Father, that you are leading and guiding us in your paths of righteousness for your namesake. We are trusting, Father, that you know and have known since before the foundations of the earth were ever laid exactly what we need to be brought into the fullness of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. We trust you, Father, as our pilot. Trust you, Father, as our captain, as our driver to get us to the destination that you have ordained for us safely and in a manner that is pleasing in your sight. These blessings and all others we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13. We see one of the main goals of our Christian walk. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, deals with unity in the body of Christ. It, it, it would almost seem that that wouldn't even have to be said. But because the devil don't stop being the devil just because we got saved, because the devil don't stop leading people astray, 
tempting and trying and enticing and sometimes confusing our minds. Since he hasn't stopped with all of that, there are certain things that God has to continue to say to us. If it was just a matter of us getting saved and, and automatically just listening to the Holy Spirit, and we didn't, you know, if there was no more devil to contend with, then, you know, this, this kind of thing wouldn't have to be said. But because the devil is still just as real as he ever was, because the devil's mission for your life and my life has not changed just because we've gotten saved or because we've become, God is using us as a pastor or apostle or bishop or whatever the devil, like whatever you call yourself. No, that make no difference to me. The devil is very focused. I, my prayer is that some of us, as children of God, can be as focused as the adversary is. He's very focused. I mean, his thing is steal, kill, destroy, and tell a lie about it. No matter what we're talking about, no matter what we're doing, no matter what we have what we have acquired, what we have accomplished, how far, devil like, don't none of that stuff. No, 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 no. Steal, kill, destroy, and tell a lie about it. Now, it would be a shame to say at the end of our life, that the devil was more uh, focused on his job than you and I as children of God. That'd be a bad thing to say. That'd be that'd be a bad that'd be a bad thing that the devil and his angels were more attentive and more uh, diligent and more uh, involved in their work than you and I as children of God. We don't want we don't want that kind of thing. We don't want that kind of thing. So in Ephesians chapter four. Apostle Paul has to, again, stress unity in the body of Christ. And he goes on down here and kicks off in about verse 11. When he starts talking about spiritual gifts and their purpose and their function and what, what God is using them to do, he says, it was he or God who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. Now, some, it's a very key word. It's a very, very powerful word in this particular section because as you think of the body of Christ like you think of the human body, all of your body is not legs, but you got some legs. All of your body is not fingers, but you got some fingers. All of your body is not Head, but you got a head. All of your body is not is not it's not all of your. It's different different parts that are working together in just the right combination, just the right order, just the right sequence, so that the body can carry out what it was purposed and functioned for. So it is with the body of Christ. All these different parts, movable parts, working together to bring about. God's goals. And what you will see here with all of these different parts, pastors, prophets, evangelists, apostles, teachers, and you got all kind of that, to prepare God's people. For what? For work. You need to understand you'll be being prepared for work. Think about what parents spend 18, 19, or 20, 25, however long it is, you prepare your children for work. You know they, they know they got to eat. Now, unless you have just won the jackpot giveaway and don't have to worry about 
any money or for the rest of your life. People got to work. So part of our responsibility as as parents, part of our responsibility as elders and overseers is to prepare succeeding generations for work. You got to work in this world. You are killing your child if you if you don't want them to to work hard, and you 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 fighting against them working hard. You are killing them. You you you're doing a disservice. Hard work is a attribute of the character of God. Even in the church, God has got all of these gifts working, working to teach you how to work. Think about your trainers and and. You go to work at McDonald's. I remember it was one of my first jobs, work at McDonald's. First thing they did was to send somebody in there to train me how to, to flip them burgers, how to cook them fries. Somebody's got to train you how to work because if you ain't been trained how to work, what you will do is you will make a lot of mistakes in your job. That's why I just let me just go fall into McDonald's off the street, cook burgers as I want to. Oh, man, I might be putting some, man, I might be putting some, ain't no telling what I might put on. Special sauce that my grandmama taught me. But no, no, no. Uh-uh. When you come into McDonald's, they got somebody to teach you how to do things the McDonald's way. Well, that's why God got apostles in the body of Christ, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Our job is to teach you how to do things God's way. They give you a, a trainer. A trainer, I don't care what job you go on. They're going to send somebody to you to train you how to do things the way of that organization. You go in the military. Maybe you was a gangbanger, but when you went in the military, you shot a whole lot of cats with your gun twisted to the side and your pants pulled down. Well, you get in Uncle Sam's army, and they're going to tell you to straighten that gun up and pull them britches up. Nobody wants to hear what you did out in Compton. Nobody wants to hear what you did in the boogie down Bronx. Ain't nobody trying to hear that mess. This is how we do things in Uncle Sam's army. Well, what God is saying, this is how things are done in my church. Anybody want to hear that stuff? Well, you know, I ain't nobody trying to hear that stuff. Then if you wouldn't be a good soldier, if you wouldn't be a good soldier in the natural, you probably wouldn't be a good Christian. Because the same similar skills apply. As a soldier in the Army, you got to know how to follow orders, whether you're tired, whether you're feeling good, whether you want to. Ain't nobody trying to hear that stuff. And so it is in the army of the Lord. God's got apostles, a lot like generals. God's got prophets, a lot like you know uh, whatever. These are these are the, the the these are the the governmental gifts, if you would, in the body of Christ. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Why? To prepare God's people. Now understand that you can't prepare something that you haven't prepared. Can't, you can't prepare what you have. What, well, you can't prepare something that, that you haven't prepared. Preparation always precedes preparation. So in order for you to prepare God's people for something, you needed to have been prepared by God to prepare God's people. Because, see, if you ain't been prepared by God's, to prepare God's people, what you're going to make is a mess with God's people. God got to teach you how to teach his people. God got to show you 
how to talk to his people. That's what that's what Solomon asked for. Lord, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom so I can govern these people of yours. Teach me how to teach them. Show me how to show them. Reveal to me how to reveal to them. You've got to be taught. These groups, every group here must be prepared in order to prepare God's people. God does nothing without preparation. That's why the scripture talks about how he does nothing without first revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets. That's preparation. People got to be prepared. All right, God, get me to destroy the earth. Uh, get out of here. No, ain't nobody trying to hear that stuff you're talking about. Go on somewhere. You know you got a drinking problem. All right. Right. But revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets, that's your preparation. See, you out there under the sound of my voice, you must end up in hell. You ain't going to be able to run, run to God and, and, and with no valid excuse. You didn't know nothing about the gospel. You hadn't heard nothing about the gospel. How come I didn't get a chance? Why you got to be so cruel, Lord? Why you gotta, uh-uh. God sending his apostles, his prophets, his evangelists, his pastors, and teachers to you every single day. You mess around out there, don't want, to, don't want to sow abundantly into the work of God. When scarcity, scarcity comes on you like an armed bandit, like it will, you ain't going to be able to run to the Lord. Ah, the prophet, the apostle didn't tell me. You know, nobody warned me about that. I'm telling you now. Now is the time. The Bible said the day you hear my voice, hard and not your heart. Don't, 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 you, you hear God. Let's, let's get this let's get on it and make the adjustment. My job is to prepare you. What to prepare you? To prepare you for either blessings or curses. So see, if you ain't if you ain't doing what God's on my job, you need to understand my job, pastor's job, the bishop's job, evangelist's job, elder, overseer, what, what, is to prepare you for either blessings or curses. Now, depending on how you take God's word, depending on how you respond to God's word, depending on how, how serious you take God's word, if you out there and you want to sow sparingly into the, into the work of ministry, I'm, I'm trying to prepare you for, for scarcity in your future. You want to, you want to sow sparingly into the, to the work? You want to sow sparingly or don't want to sow into the church? I'm trying to prepare you. I'm trying to let you down real, real easy for that scarcity that's coming your way. Man, that's just curse. I'm trying to prepare you for it. Or I'm trying to prepare you for your blessings. You out there, you done chosen, decided you're going to sow abundantly, or you done chosen, decided you're going to do for God, live for God as diligently. Now, let me prepare you. Let me get you ready for some great things that's coming your way, bro. What's this? Out to prepare God's people for works of service. Well, what happens? Well, when works of service are carried out properly, there's a there's a fruit. There's a fruit. See, God is always interested in fruit. He cursed the fig tree. Why? It won't bring forth no what? Fruit. You just you, you can't be in a church. You ain't bringing forth no fruit. Anything that ain't bringing forth no fruit, it, it need to go. How long exactly are we gonna keep that can opener and it don't work? How long exactly are we going to keep that television and you can't turn it on? You pop the button and it's just as dark as it ever was. How long? How long? So there's fruit. God is looking for some fruit. All of this, all of these groups and their preparation, farmer go out and he get the land right. He plant the seeds. Why? He is expecting something. God is expecting something out of you. He's expecting works of, to prepare God people for works of service, 
so that the body of Christ may be built up. What does an individual man or what does a person exercise for? You're trying to build up something. person out there running five or six miles a day, they want to build up their, their, their uh, respiratory system, cardiovascular system. Person in the weight room, lifting, doing a lot of lifting weights, they want to build up their muscles. Person doing a whole bunch of crunches, they want to build up their abs. God wants his body, Christ wants his body built up. Christ is a bodybuilder. You got to hear that with spiritual ears. Or you run out thinking that Christ is, is, is pumping weights. Christ is a bodybuilder. He wants to build up his body. Until we all reach unity. See, long as I'm, long as you, you know, y'all preaching one thing down there, and y'all preaching another thing down there, and we preach another thing right here. See, we, we, there's still work to be done. Because we, God's desire for us is for us to reach unity in the faith, not unity in tradition, not unity in the doctrines of men, not unity in popular vote, unity in the faith. Meaning that the Holy Spirit has rightly divided the word of truth. And all of us are standing on that firm. Oh, my God. If all of us that profess to be believers in the United States, 79%, 80% of us that were believers, if we stood firm on, on the word of God, oh, it would be a whole lot of craziness that would not exist in our, in our society. But because you got some of us wavering, some of us, you know, been tricked by the devil, some of us been deceived by the adversary, some of us believe in contrary doctrine, false teachers that have slipped in. Some of us going for what's popular, trying to be politically correct, all kind of craziness. Now, see, what that does is that opens the door for sin. If it's 30 degrees below zero outside and we've got the heat on in the house and the temperature in the house is, is up to about 60, 70 degrees, we don't need to be debating as to whether or not to keep the door open. Everybody in the house needs to be on the same page that that door needs to be closed. Well, that's how it's supposed to be with us as children of God. We're supposed to be, oh, we're supposed to be all in the house of God saying, that, look, homosexuality, uh, 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 homosexual marriage, or, or, or bestiality, or, or no, uh, that door needs to be closed. Ain't nothing to discuss. We need to be standing firm all on one accord. But. Got some of us, God has given me this Bible now. You picture it's 30 degrees below, and you got one joker. One joker, come on. Well, I feel like we should keep, keep the door open. And he's standing there with the door open. All the rest of us is suffering. All the rest of us is cold because this joker, this joker right here, don't know that, don't know that, that door needs to be closed. Say, Apostle, what's driving at? You got Christians that are in professing Christians in this country that are just that to see to think that God gonna keep right on blessing the United States, and we blatantly doing stuff right in His face that He don't like, and trying to call it right. How are we gonna keep the house warm with you standing there with the door open? How? What's happening is. You are letting in something that is going to affect all of us. Now, it would it really, really be tragic if we're sitting in there in agreement with him. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Keep the door open. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's that's good. And cold air coming in, jokes getting frostbite, can't hardly wiggle your toes, all kind of, well, that's the kind of craziness we got. When we as children of God don't stand firm in the faith and accept God's word as the undisputable, undeniable, un, unflawable word of the true and living God. That's, that's, that's how crazy we be looking. God got to give us stuff in parable form sometimes to see how crazy we be looking. Sometimes we just don't be seeing it. We be thinking, you know, the adversary done got us tricked up into thinking something else. God give it to us in parable form so we can see how crazy we looking. How are we going to keep this place warm? You standing there with that door, Miss 30 Degrees, outside. Why don't you just go out and close the door? See, that's the thing. And I, and I heard a preacher talk about this. He said he got a trick for all. He got, he got something that will settle, that will fix up all this homosexual agenda, homosexual marriage. Just take them all and lock them all up somewhere. In 100 years, they'll all be gone. Because they can't reproduce. Man married to another man, woman married to another woman, they can't reproduce. Take them all somewhere. Y'all just go on out. Uh-uh. They won't stay inside. Bring the curses on the rest of us. And if we're crazy enough to listen to them or we're crazy enough, then, then we deserve to be cursed, too. That's the one pastor preaching that. See, y'all just, just take them all somewhere. All them that feel like it's all right, and, y'all, and, and, and just put y'all somewhere. In 100 years, they'll be gone, Let, or less than that. They can't reproduce. If you, we in here, we want to stay warm. And you don't know, you got the door open, and you be like, you going out. You just going out with that. Body of Christ must be built up until we all reach unity. We need to be we need to be unified, children of God. In order for for what God wants to be done in the earth to to take place, we got to be unified. There's certain things that God will hold back until His people are unified. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God says, then will I hear from heaven. I don't so much blame the world for this homosexual agenda in the United States. I don't so much blame the world. Oh, a body of Christ. Body of Christ. Because we're not standing firm in the unity of the faith. We could shut some things down as children of God if we would stand together and stop worrying about hurting feelings. Understand that making it, making it to heaven is more important than hurting feelings. Keeping God pleased, what are we talking about? What, keeping God pleased is more important than hurting feelings. Keeping God pleased is more important than being politically correct. Keeping God pleased is more important than having friends. Keeping God pleased is more important than anything. But some of us don't say it like that. So now we, that breaks the unity in the faith. So now we having votes as to whether or not. I remember once I had, we having votes on stuff. I, I remember years ago, you know, my, my spiritual, one of my spiritual mentors, we used to work very closely in the gospel. And we had started studying on the, and were teaching Bible study in one particular church that we were, we were working together, and we were teaching about the reconciliation process, 
out of if your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault just between the two of you. If he listens, you wind your brother over. If he doesn't listen, take one or two others along. So, yeah, and we were, we were going over that. This is what Jesus commanded us to do. And I remember he had some folk, and he was the pastor, and I was kind of like working with him in different things. But he had some folk in the congregation that didn't want to do that. Because we were telling people, you know, you got a problem. Don't be all out spreading it all over town. Go to the brother or sister that offends you. There were some folk in the church that didn't want to do it. So he, he you know, we and I were talking one one time. And we were getting ready to congregation and address the issue. And he was talking about that. You know, I uh, wonder if we need to have a vote as to whether or not we're going to do the reconciliation process around here. I said, Doc, I said, ain't no vote as to whether you're going to do the rest. I said, that Jesus said do it. And he looked at me as if to say, yeah. I said, it ain't no vote. We don't vote on what, you don't vote on what God has told you to do. You do it. And the jokers that don't want to do it, they get out. No vote. What do you mean vote? What would God have said, this is what you do. If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault just between the two of you. All in favor of going, I ain't all in favor of nothing. This is what God say do. Now, those of you that don't want to do it, you can get out. Or do something else. But this is what we've been commanded to do. And if you don't do this right here like this, then there's going to be disciplinary action. We ain't voting on no God. What are we going to vote on next? Whether or not uh, 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 husbands need to be faithful to their wives or whether or not we, we can have other gods before God or what would we be voting on, the Ten Commandments? <laughs> voting as to whether or not the Sabbath is to be holy. Voting as to whether or not uh, – I ain't no vote. That's certain things God told us to do. That's it. End of the, end of the story. End of the discussion. Vote. He's like, yeah, that's right, dog. I said, yeah, that's right. No vote. We got to reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. Here we go, right back to the knowledge. God has placed this surpassingly great power within you and I, but if you're too lazy to study or you refuse to study or refuse to learn about it, you'll be walking around with the, the, the Son of God on the inside and little knowledge about how he can be used or how he can be how he can bless you or how he can benefit you or how he can how he can empower you. If you won't you you won't study. You got to look what the Bible says. Reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge. There's a there's a unifying place when in, in knowledge that God wants to bring us to. A lot of times people be be arguing and conflicting because somebody be ignorant. Somebody don't be knowing something. So we, we end up conflicting. A lot of times when you joke, be conflict. Be conflict. There's a unity in the knowledge of the Son of God. God's, God, the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of the Holy Spirit is much like anything else in life. You've got some people that they get a great deal in it, and you've got some people that don't, that don't know much. Computers. You've got some folk know a whole lot about computers. Then you've got some folk like me. I, don't, I can turn it on and, you know, do whatever i got to do, but I, I can't get into all the technicalities of the thing now. But some of y'all out there can. You know who you are. There's, in most anything in life, there's a, there's there's low-level knowledge of it, medium-level knowledge of it, high-level knowledge of it, whatever it is, whatever it is. Same thing with Christianity. 
Some folks just know a little bit about Christ. Some people know a little bit more. Then you got some folks that 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 have that have have really spent some time to to learn and to and to find. It'd be ridiculous for for an uh, elementary math student to be looking at a PhD math math student and, and and trying to direct him into mathematics. Look, two plus two. PhD math student like, look, man, I'm way past that. What you're talking about. PhD math student, like, you you talking about trying to teach him, trying to tell him something about what two plus two is? What's five times five? He all up into he all up into quantum physics and well, yeah, come on now. Well, sometimes that's what happens in the faith. Because you got you got pastors for babes in Christ. A lot of times that they just specialize with babes. In the natural ones, you got people that specialize in working with babies. What do they call them? Nursery school teachers. Then you got in the natural, you got people that specialize with work, working with, with, with more mature folk. Then you got folk that specialize in working with folk that you, somebody teaches doctoral students. Got to reach unity, the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature. Only way you and I can become mature is that we 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 worked, we've been built up, we've reached unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God. That's when we mature. See, mature mature saints and in, in, in the things of God ain't got a whole lot of conflicts. Mature saints be on the same page. But you know that God done said that, and I know that God done said that, and that settles it. Babes be like, well, I don't know. How you know God said that? Another baby be like, well, how you know he didn't say it? And you're, uh, Mature saints be like, that's right. Mature saints, God said, Robert, what mature saints have basically done is they have yielded themselves to the truth of my word and to the sovereignty of my spirit. Mature saints. They've yielded themselves. In other words, it ain't got nothing to do with what I think. Ain't got nothing to do with what I think about uh, adultery. It's wrong because God said it. Ain't got nothing to do with what I think about uh, 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 homosexuality. Ain't got nothing to do. Takes me out. Mature saints are, are individuals where they got a whole little bit of them when it comes down to, to God's word. Mature saints have said, "Look, I ain't, what I think about this ain't got nothing to do with it." I say that's the right way. Mature saints be like, "What well, people be like? Which way we gonna go? What we gonna do? What's the course of action?" Mature saints would be like, "What well, God done told you." Period. But that takes work to get there, just like it takes work to mature in the natural. It takes work to go from being a boy to a man. It takes work to go from being a a, a, a child. Uh, 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 immature saint to being a mature one. Take work. We'll go, and this is the goal. God wants us to become mature. Watch this. Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So God said, look, there's even a step in this thing beyond maturity. Come on, somebody. Huh? You got three levels in Christianity. What? There's babe, there's mature, and there's perfection. So for those of us that are mature, we can't poke our chest out too far and start spreading like a, like a peacock because God said there's still another level. It's called perfection. And that's what attaining to the whole 
measure of the fullness of Christ. But God said, look, you've got to pass through babyhood, immaturity, to get to maturity. And you've got to pass through maturity in order to get to what? Perfection. Perfection. All right. Okay. Well, Saints using the reference out of Dragon Ball Z. I guess it's a video game. Cat be just doing kind of regular things, then he can turn to a what? A semi-perfect cell, and then if something else happens. He turned to perfect. Well, that's what God is doing with us. I told you. In, in most things, you're gonna find about three stages. In most things, you even even the Godhead, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. As, as human beings, birth, life, death. A whole lot of things. In three, three. Step to maturity, baby. Mm-hmm. Steps, steps to maturity. All the rest of that is, is steps that are, that are used to help take us from one stage to the next. But you've got, you got immature. Or babes in Christ, you got mature, and then you got perfection. Obtaining, and that's the last thing there. Attaining, uh, become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. The whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now, ain't none of us got there yet in this life. But understand that that's the ultimate goal of God, to where we'll be just like him once again. Adam was just like him. The woman was just like him. Did something crazy, caused all the rest of us to be not like him. Christ come back to help us so we can become like him again. All right? What we say? God likes his fullness. Well, wait, then the question becomes, if, if God liked that, you need to know that's what he's trying to bring you to. Most time, think about us and how we do. If we like something, you know, a lot of times we're going to try to bring somebody else to that. Don't take, don't take, don't, because see, every one of us is a preacher on something, about something. If you like sports out there, you're going to be, you're going to be trying to get folk to, 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 you know, man, you see that game last night? You like movies? You gonna be, man? Did you see uh, such and such a movie? All of us is preaching or proclaiming something. Well, when you really like God's word, then you you'll be pro- preaching and proclaiming God's word. You'll be trying to bring because it's human nature for us to try to bring people to that which we like. Well, what we got to make sure, and we preached a sermon around here years ago. The topic was be careful with what you like because we don't want to try. We don't want to bring people into that which God don't like. Because God's going to get us. We're supposed to be trying to bring people into righteousness. Because children of God is trying to bring people into holiness. 
trying to bring people into the word of God, trying to bring people into praising and worshiping the true living God, bring people, bring people into that which God likes. God likes his fullness. Well, what is he trying to do? Bring us into his fullness? God likes his fullness. God likes how he is. Hard to, hard to, hard to, the, the, the mess with a character that likes how he is now. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. with a character that likes how he is. What's got to happen with a character that likes how he is because we can like some stuff that God don't like. Or we can like some stuff that ain't right. We want to get to the place where we like in us that that God like and we don't like in us that that God don't like. No, it ain't, it ain't you know, the world I got to share with you all earlier today, the world be hollering, oh, it's all good. No, it ain't all good. And we need to realize as children of God that we ain't all good. We got some craziness in us. Got some sin. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you tonight for everything you've shared with us. You've blessed us, Father, with a wisdom and a knowledge and understanding from on high. I pray, Father, that your people uh, will not just be hearers of your word, but we, each one of us, under the sound of my voice, we will do a better job of being doers of your word. Once again, we thank you and we appreciate you. We pray that someone is being convicted and converted, brought into the glorious family of God tonight, through and by a personal relationship and placing their faith in God's only begotten Son, in Jesus Christ. We trust, Father, that that has taken place as your word has been preached and taught and that others have uh, gone and, and grown in grace and in the knowledge of you. Thank you, Father. We ask that you watch over us until we meet again in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. We pray. What are the three stages you go through in Christianity? Number two. What are five spiritual gifts? Number three, what are uh, benefits of maturing? What are some benefits of maturing in Christianity? Saints, you can reach us through email at the Christian Center Church at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.ourchurch.com, backslash member, backslash t, backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 179-59. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile at you in Jesus' name, amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.